Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features two consecutive episodes of Easy Aces. They first aired in the 1930s. When Jane Ace decided to adopt an orphan and brought home a 20-year-old big hulk of a lad, Mr. Ace was dumbfounded. Last night, he made Jane see it his way, that the big fellow should be sent back. And we left off with Jane gently breaking the news to him that she and Mr. Race weren't his real parents. Mr. Race has stayed away from his office today to take him back. But as we look in at the Aces at 10 o'clock this morning, we find the orphan still there. And Jane, Mr. Race, and their friend Marge standing helplessly by. Listen. Well, this is the most aggravating, unbelievable situation I've ever been in. He's got to go back, but he won't move. Look at him. He won't talk and he won't move. Just sits there and glares. I can't drag him out. It's like pushing up against the Empire State Building. Well, we may have to blast. This is no time for comedy, Marge. You go on to work. Just because I'm stuck here is no reason that Oh, you... no, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Well, you're a big help. Pokey, don't you want to go bye-bye with the nice man? Well, and you stop that silly baby talk. No answer. Talking baby talk to that man in mountain. Listen, are you going peacefully with me or not? No answer. Now, now, look, young fella, I'm taking you back to the orphanage, but it's only for a month. I've explained it to you. You're 21 next month. They let you out when you're 21. You're a free man. And I'm getting you a job at the Everett Department Store on the day you're out. Don't you get that? No answer. Oh, what is yeah, You can hardly blame him for not wanting to go back. After all, there's nothing particularly cheerful about the prospect of living in an orphanage. Oh, you're with him. Why don't you ask him to move over and you sit down there with him? <laughs> Maybe I ought to try my hand here. I might have better luck. Now, uh, Kofi. Yeah, thank heaven he can still talk. Oh, um, Koki, um, do you believe we're your friends? No answer. Well, you do believe I'm your friend, don't you? Yeah. Good. And I suppose you think I'm not. I go to the trouble of lining you up a job when you get out of that place and you sit there now, and... Quiet, Ace. Let me handle well... it. Well... Now, um, I'm your friend and you know that. I wouldn't want you to do anything that wasn't right for you, would I? <laughs> no. You bet I wouldn't. Now, will you believe me when I tell you that these people are doing you a favor, taking you back and getting you a start in life beginning next month? No answer. That settles it. I'm going out to that orphanage and talk to the authorities and have them drag him out of here. Oh, no. What? You can't go. I won't let you. You won't let me. Whose house is this? I say, whose house is this? Whose house is this? I'm beginning to wonder myself. What is this I've gotten into here? It's getting serious. Serious? Well, I never met with anything like it. I'd call the police if I didn't want any notoriety on it. Get a load of him there. And what am I doing sitting here arguing with him about it? I'm calling up the orphanage, that's all. Let me have that phone. Oh, no, you don't. What? You get away from that phone. Oh, no, you don't. Now, take it easy, eh? Take it easy. If I can't use my own phone in my own home, well, it's... Uh, all right, I'll walk up to the corner and call up. This thing has gone far enough. For two hours now, I've been standing here butting my head against a stone wall. Where's my hat? Here it is, dear. Oh, no, you don't. I don't want. Get away from that door. Oh, no. This frightens me a little. Uh, 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 Jane, you call up on that phone. Call who? Call the orphanage. Tell them to send down some of their biggest and their... Oh, biggest. no, you don't. Dear. You let her alone. Now, look, Cokie, don't act like that. We're only trying to help you. Yeah. Sending me back there? I've seen him coming back. Those nobody wants. I'm not going back. Well, you're not going to stay here. All right, and you won't go back. Now, you get out of here and go anywhere you like. Do you hear me? No answer. Don't sit down there again. Did you hear me tell you you're going out of here? Now, don't work him up again, Ace. As long as he sits there quietly, let him sit there. Let him sit there, and I have to stand by helplessly and not do anything about it? 
What? Oh, no, you won't now. See here, my good fellow, you may be able to bluff these people here, but you'll find me a little different. Johnny, I wouldn't start anything with Oh, leave it to me. But look at Ace. Well, he always was a sucker for a right. I was. Uh... So what you need is a few lessons in the art of self-defense. Mm, and you think you can give them to me? Well, I don't like to brag. No, you don't like to brag. Well, now I'll show you how to handle it. Come on, Sonny, you're going with me. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, yes, you will. Johnny, be careful. Oh, don't worry, Marge. I'm pretty handy with the gloves myself. Now, be a good boy and come with me. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, you won't. Well, how do you like... I didn't want to do it. He made me do it. Johnny, feature me. I'll move over and make room for Johnny. No, Randy, handy with the gloves. Mm, Did I go down my bathroom? Just about. Johnny, oh, dear, look at him. He's so quiet. That's a nice change. Oh, he'll be all right, then. Look, he's coming out of it. Johnny! Uh, What pushed me? It was a right to the eye. Oh. Are you all right? What? He's all right, Jane. Now, now, take it easy, Johnny. Oh, yes, I remember. Did you see that wallop? I had a bird's eye view. Move over, will you? I don't believe there's room on this couch for the three of us. What three? Me and you and my left eye. Oh, my head on straight. I thought you were handy with the glove. I am, but I always fight according to Marcus of Queensbury rules. Mm, he probably hasn't read up on that. I can get him a copy, though, if that's what you How long has this man been here? Too long. Jane, how long have you had this man here? How long? Well, we're married. You know what? that. <laughs> no, I mean this other man. Well, he's no man. He's our boy. No boy has a wallop like that. He's a man if I ever saw one. He is not. He's just a boy from the All office. right, let's not argue. We'll compromise. Man and boy, he's been with us two days now. <laughs> and we had had hopes of getting him out of here this morning. What? You're going to let him get away from you? Let him. I pray to heaven he gets away from me. You want to give him up? Why, sure. What are you talking about? If I take him off your hands, can I have him? If you take him off my... I'll even make it worth your while if you do. Okay, now remember, he's all mine. Get him out of here in a year. Yeah, that's, that's what I have to do. What's though. this all about? What are you driving at? Boy, this is a chance you miss. What chance? I don't know what you're talking He's a natural, I tell you. There's a fortune in him. A what? I'm his manager. I earned it just now. You're a witness. Well, wait a minute now. I take that all back. I did a little earning myself before you came in here. Well, what's the matter? What are they talking about? I think they're out of their minds. I'm surprised I'm not after that right, Landon. What a right. Has he got a right? I Well, what's it to you if he has? I'm cutting myself in, you understand? He's mine. We're partners, you and me. We've got a gold mine here. Has he got a right? Well, I have, too. I got just as much right to him as you two have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Mr. Ace and his brother-in-law and Jane are partners in the next heavyweight champ of the world. With Jane in the fight racket, we may expect some startling developments as we learn when next we meet the Easy Ace. When Mr. Ace tried to take back to the orphanage the 20-year-old orphan Jane had brought home to adopt, he found the big hulk of a boy wouldn't move. When Mr. Ace tried force, Cokie, the orphan, let go a right that laid Mr. Ace low. When Jane's brother Johnny came in, he too was not cold. And that gave them both the brilliant idea that they had a future heavyweight champion. Our scene now is the Ace's bungalow the next evening where we find a beautifully touching domestic scene. Mr. Ace at his evening paper, Jane sewing and humming. Listen. Rock baby on the treetop. When the wind blows... Jane, do you have to make that unearthly noise? I'm humming. Humming? Yeah. Oh. What? I said haw. 
If that isn't awful, every time I start humming, you start hawing. I see a person... Humming and hawing, I get it. You get what? I guess you think a person doesn't have to hum when she's sewing on baby things like I am. What baby things? These trunks for Cokie to fight in. Oh, fine baby things. Well, is it my fault if you and Johnny wanted to be a fighter? I'm sure I didn't raise my boy to be a fighter. <laughs> All right, go on with your humming if you have to. Only I'm a little superstitious about your singing a lullaby over a pair of fighting trunks. What do you mean? Well, I don't want some pug to come along and put our boy to sleep. Oh, that's the first time you call him our boy. What? No, no, I didn't mean our boy. But you say our boy. No, I didn't mean you and me. I meant Johnny and me. He's our boy. You and Johnny? Yes. Oh, you and Johnny. <laughs> Which one of you is the mother? Oh, stop that. <laughs> oh, but... you and Johnny. Oh, oh dear, sometimes you I say I say the he's our boy. That's in fighting terms. I mean, we're going to try to get a match for him. Now, don't start talking about getting him married. He's too young. Getting him ma- I didn't say we're going to get a... Oh, getting him married. Hmm. And another thing, you and Johnny have got to stop teasing Cokie. Teasing? Yes, the way you keep acting like you're going to hit him, and then you run away. I saw you both out in the backyard yesterday. We were trying to spar with him. We wanted to see if he really knew anything about fighting, or if he just had a punch. Do you think he'll really be the overweight champion of the world? Overweight? Yes. Isn't that what Johnny said? said overweight champion. And that's the only reason I'm letting you make him fight, because Johnny told me the overweight champions make a lot of money. Don't worry, he'll make money. I don't know about a lot of money, but he'll do better than he's been doing up until now, or better than he would have done when he left the orphanage next month. We both went up there this afternoon, Johnny and I. We've got it all arranged. We don't have to adopt him, and they seem quite pleased that we have taken such an interest in the boy. They were worried about him. He was going to be 21 the first of the month and was going to be let out of the orphanage, and this takes a lot of responsibility off their hands. Well, even if we don't adapt him, I still think of him as my boy. All right, if you enjoy it, go ahead. What time is it, dear? It's uh, 8.20. 8.20? Well, where are they? Uh, Johnny and the kids? Yes, Johnny said he'd have them home by 8 o'clock. They'll be along pretty soon. Johnny wanted to get a pair of gloves on him to see how he handled himself. Yes, I thought that was sweet of Johnny. He's so thoughtful. He's thoughtful? Yes, as cold as it's getting. We never thought of gloves. Oh, yes, yes, the gloves. That's one thing you have to say about Johnny. He's thoughtful. I always used to say that to him. I'd say, Johnny, you're thoughtful. I remember back uh, home... Go we were... on with your sewing, James. What? Don't you think you'd better stick to your sewing and try to get those trunks ready in time for the kids' first fight? Oh, well, when is he going to fight? Well, we're working on that. It depends on what report Johnny brings back tonight. If he really has a knack for fighting, I mean, if he's a natural, it won't be long. If it's just that he has a terrific punch and nothing else, we're going to have to take time out. Wouldn't it be marvelous if he had to fight with Jack Dempsey and beat him? With Dempsey? Yeah, he's the overweight champion, isn't he? Uh, listen, Jane, you better not worry your little head about Well, why this. not? I want him to be the overweight champion as much as you do, or Johnny either. Or Johnny either. Wait a minute, I'll figure that out. I'll say the world I do. Is he going to fight with uh, Jack Dancy? Mm, no, we thought we'd start him off with uh, John L. Sullivan first, and maybe Jess Willard, and then Jim Jeffries, and probably Jack Johnson. Oh, know. the people you pick up with. Mm. <laughs> Well, I guess you have to do it that way, starting at the bottom of the shoestring and work up. Yes, we're starting at the bottom of the shoestring, all right, practically on our uppers. What? But if he gives somebody a lacing, we'll be back on our feet again. Oh, I see what you're doing. That's cute. Mm, it is, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, don't be a heel, dear. What? I made up one, too. You said lacing and yeah, I Yes, 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 I get it, Jane. I think we better not develop that any further. Yes. Mm. 
Look at that back. Look at that neck. Look at that neck. Look at that physical structure of the torso. Look at that fit. Uh, yes, look at it. I'm hungry. Oh, no, you don't. You're under strict training orders, you understand? Well, he has to eat, Johnny. He gets three square meals a day and no more, you understand? None of this in-between eating, and he's got to keep regular hours. He must be in bed by 10 o'clock every night. 10 o'clock? He sleeps out here on that couch. You mean we have to go to bed at every night at 10? Well, give him a room. Oh, we ought to move out, I suppose. I don't think you quite realize what we've got. I know one thing. I didn't know it was going to turn into anything like this. I thought we were helping the kid along, and I thought it was going to be a sort of nice hobby, having a prize fighter to root for. But if I'd have known you were going to make this a corporation or something, I certainly... Bigger than a corporation. Why, you know the fighting world's waiting for a man with color to come in and be champion, and we've got it here. Why, think of it. Here's an orphan, lived all his life in an orphanage, suddenly is let out when he reaches the age of majority, and finds himself in the spotlight. You can't beat that for color. Oh, but who knows he's going to be anything that big. He might just be a... Listen, I just spent two hours of hard work with him, and I mean hard work. Look, look, look at him. You said yourself he didn't show the slightest signs of it. He's got stuff, I tell you. Now, the thing for us to do is to get hold of Neil and hire him as a press agent if we have to. And let him start spreading the news about Kid Coke. Oh, I don't know if Neil will go for anything like oh, that. Oh, sure he will, well, Look, have Marge invite him out here. Talk to him, but he's bound to see it our way. Why, one look at the kid here will convince anybody that... Look at those shorts. All right, don't start that well, again. Well, look at that neck. All right, I say, he's smelling. Well, dear, everybody can't be good to start with. <laughs> you get Barry to goes along. You wait and see. Well, Johnny's certainly convinced of the kid's powers as a fighter and is determined to give him a big build-up. We learn more about that when next we meet the Easy Aces. Easy Aces, a long-running American serial radio comedy, which ran from 1930 to 1945, was trademarked by the low-key drollery of creator and writer Goodman Ace and his wife Jane. He was an urbane, put-upon realtor, and Jane was his malaprop-prone wife. The show was a 15-minute program, airing as often as five times a week. Easy Aces wasn't quite the rating smash that such concurrent 15-minute serial comedies as Amos and Andy or The Goldbergs, but its unobtrusive, conversational, and clever style and the cheerful absurd absurdism of its storylines built a loyal enough audience of listeners and critics alike to keep it on the air for 15 years. Goodman Ace was a film critic for the Journal Post in his native Kansas City. On radio station KMBC, he read comic strips to children on Sunday mornings and reviewed films on Friday evenings. One night in 1930, the cast of the 15-minute show that followed his slot failed to show up, and Ace found himself having to fill in the time. His wife, Jane, had accompanied him to the studio that night, and the two engaged in an impromptu chat about their weekend bridge game. This brought such a favorable response that the station invited Ace to create a domestic comedy, even though neither of the couple had ever really acted before. Easy Ace's storylines often ran several episodes, though there were many single-episode stories, and the show was performed live on the air but in an isolated studio without an audience, which made perfect sense considering its conversational style. Goodman Ace wrote the show's scripts and played the exasperated but loving husband of Jane Ace as his deceptively scatterbrained, language-molesting, more than periodically meddlesome wife. There were no sound effects beyond the almost ambient-like playing of normal-life sounds, and the Ace's inexperience as actors probably worked in their favor. They simply played as though they were allowing listeners to eavesdrop on their own real-life conversation allowing Easy Aces listeners more than many of the shows to believe the Aces really could have been their own unusual neighbors. 
A large part of the success of the show is due to Jane's twisting of language. Gracie Allen may have been the most famous for these, but Jane was also very good at them. Just a smattering of them include, Congress is back in season, or you could have knocked me down with a fender, and time wounds all heals. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.